On this episode today, I interview Demir Bentley. Demir was a real pleasure to interview. What a great mind. He uses something he calls a life map to gain clarity. He asks himself what he is committed to to find his power. And he finds it easier to follow through with things when he focuses on one thing at a time. Listen for his story. All right. So today on the Entire Life Summit, I have Demir Bentley. And Demir, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you come from, where you are now. I can see in the background there, it looks pretty exotic. And how that has changed your life. So, I mean, wow. Let me, I'll give the short version. If you want to dig into anything more, you just let me know. So, you know, short version is, you know, I, I feel like I've lived really two very different lives and been two very different people in those lives. In, in my first life, I was sort of really driven with a chip on my shoulder to prove that I could be as good as anybody else, despite coming from a really tough family background and always trying to catch up in terms of my grades. I always felt like I was trying so hard to be at the big kids table. And, and in that version of my life, it was, everything was driven by seeing myself promoted at a bigger level. And, and to a certain extent, you know, I got what I asked for. So watch out what for you asked for. I got it. You know, I was able to go on CNBC and Fox business news and Bloomberg. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I achieved something I'm dubious. I don't know if it was worth the price, but I, I definitely achieved it. And I was able to, to, achieve a really high level in New York in finance. And, you know, the price was that I, you know, pretty much exploded my internal, my stomach. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, my, my body just sort of said no. And then there was this dividing line moment Mm -hmm. where I just recognized that the whole way that I was operating in my life um, wasn't, wasn't working. And it really, I could say that the way I was treating my body wasn't working, but you know, the way I was working wasn't working. The way I was treating my body wasn't working. My relationships weren't working. And probably most importantly, my modus operandi, the reason that I did everything, you know, which was to promote myself, let's be honest, right? I just wanted to be big shit, right? I wanted to be important. And it just wasn't working. It felt like I had the reverse Midas touch that no matter how, every time I got to a new level, I somehow ruined it. It just... Yeah. And it just imploded. So I was going up, but it was just getting worse the higher I went and more intolerable. And then there was the second phase of my life where I changed almost everything about how I thought about myself, how I operated, how my productivity, my health. And um, now, no matter how hard things get, it feels like I love it. And so that's my story. I'm happy to dive into anything else. But. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so tell us a little bit about that. So for instance, where are you right now? Yeah, so my wife and I, you know, we're, we're the you know, digital nomad crew. And so for, I think about three years, we were traveling every two weeks to two months. Mm-hmm. And then we got to a point, almost anybody who's a digital nomad will get to a certain point where we're like, I got to have at least a base of operations. <laughs> so we, we bought a house here in Medellin, Colombia. I, I, I'll skip you the, you know, I'll skip the whole thing where I just sing the praises of, of Medellin. But uh, we just, we got here and we were just like, this is it. This is what we're looking for. It's three hours from Florida, five hours from New York City. We're in the same time. So we were like, this is it. 
we bought a house here and we've had a kid here and we just absolutely love being here. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I love to hear that. I love stories like that. And you know, that's the thing is, is as a business owner, you can decide what sort of life you want to create. And that's really what the summit is all about, right? Is taking control of your life and creating a life rather than having a life created for you. Make sense? It does. I'll just add one thing. And this is probably me speaking for me. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Yeah. But I, I see so many people who become a business owner, but they, they feel like everything that was wrong was external. Mm-hmm. My boss sucked or my career sucked or that industry sucked or something. It was all external. And, I, and what I see is they bring the same sort of flawed values and mm-hmm. flawed thinking into a business. And you've heard this before. Nobody, the worst boss in the world is you being the boss of yourself. And so if you, when I, when I started a business and I encourage everybody to think like this, mm-hmm. you, you know, when I started a business, I didn't just change my environment, I changed a lot of my values and a lot of what, even how I define success so that I could actually enjoy the process of achieving success, not just get to a point where, I mean, I see so many people and I'm sure you see this where they become their own boss and then they, they, they force themselves into a life that is worse than the life they were leaving. I, I love this saying, gosh, who said it to me the other day? They said, I, you know, I'd I left my I left my career so I didn't have to work 40 hours and now I work 100 hours or something like that. You know. <laughs> yes, we won't call that a successful business owner. <laughs> and and it's you know common, that, though. That's that's the key of why this is called the entire life summit. Mm. And you know, the app that we're creating is so that business owners can manage their entire lives. And I really think that task and project management software is not built for that. It's built for the employees and it's not built for the business owner. You know, I need to be able to see 25 years, 10 years, five years, what's coming down the pipe. And do these things fit with the core values of myself as a business owner and where I want to take it. So yeah, we're, mm. we're right. We're right on the same track. So I want to hear your views on clarity. How do you get clarity for yourself or for the clients that you work with? I mean, so we have something that we do in, in, in life hack tribe called the life map. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I, I, I like to call it a model of your life and success. And just like in economics, models aren't perfect, right? Models are simplified. And yet they're extremely helpful in that they simplify. And so for me, I have an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. It's very popular these days to have like a 36 page. It's like if 36 pages, you're not going to read it every day. And if you don't read it every day, it means you're not in a relationship with it. So to me, I have a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper it has my mission, my vision, and then what I call a leverage ladder, what I need to do in the next 12, six, three, one month, one week, and then today. And and not all of the things I need to do, the one thing, right? And so that to me is, I always like to say, if I knocked my head in, on a rock and forgot everything that I know about productivity, please God, don't let me forget about my life, Matt. Because if I had to give up every all of the other tips and tricks and hacks that I had, 
And it's funny, it's paper. It's not digital. It's just a piece of paper. And yet that one thing, just sort of that one structure of starting from mission, you know, AKA, what's it all going to mean when I'm gone? Yeah. Right. Vision. What do I get out of it? And then lining up, I call it lining up the green lights. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, one of the things I like to say, I live in a world, this is just perspective. So take it one perspective among many, but you know, I think we live in a personal development space of like, life is so beautiful and there's a natural flow where you get to have what you want and you just need to get out of your way. And I'm like, dude, that sounds like a lot of bullshit to me. Like I live in a world where, you know, life is entropy, life is chaos. Like the natural world tends towards disorder. And what's beautiful about humans is that we create order out of disorder, but we live in a world where if you leave a sandcastle out on the beach and you come back in a week, it's not going to be a better sandcastle, right? It's going to be disordered, right? And, and, we, and we also have other people competing in other conflicting desires, you know, competing for limited resources. So to me, I'm never surprised that things don't go my way. Right. I think about it and like, well, that's the, you know, my job is I'm the order in the chaos, right? So yeah. I'm not surprised that things didn't go my way. I expect it without being pessimistic or negative. Mm-hmm. But, but what I love about my life map is if there's a thousand ways I don't get what I want this year, my life map represents that one path where I do. It's me lining up the green lights and really saying, hey, this is the critical path where, where things do come together. And does it always happen that way? No, but I find that when I'm really aligned around that, boy, it just feels so powerful. And then I'm never in uncertainty. Any point in my week or my day when I'm like, and believe me, I get this way too, I'm a productivity coach. I get moments where I'm like, how should I be doing right now? Like, what is my name? I, if I feel like I like, what's my name? Am I a man looking down my pants? Like, I, like well, I forget everything. I forget my name and my gender. I feel like, what's going on? Is the sky blue? Like, I get in these really disordered state. Oh and so God. being able to open my life map, it, it almost brings me back to myself. Okay, this That's is who so I am. Funny. This is the plan. You, you are so similar to me. You know, this is the first time that we've talked because I was talking to Carrie. I didn't actually know that there was, because yeah, like after working with clients at the end of the day, I'm just like, don't ask me anything. I know (laughs) nothing, right? I'm just, I'm spent, done. And the reason I'm creating entire tasks is that if I don't have exactly what you're talking about, they're available to me, I just, I'm, I'm lost in a sea lost. (laughs) And I think, you know what, this is great about having a broken brain is that people who are slightly more functional than me Mm -hmm. have the illusion that they can keep it all up here. No. And they, and they try really hard. The good thing about how broken my brain is, is I don't suffer from that illusion. I use the tools that I, that I have. I use the life map. I use, um, I'm interested to learn more about an entire task, but I have a sauna. Like I use these external tools because I know this, I can't store it all up here. It just doesn't work. Right. And I think I have so many high functioning clients and in a weird way, one of the hardest things for them to get over is the idea that that they can operate from here. Yeah. They, they, they don't want to use external tools. They have this feeling of like, no, I can hold it all up here. And it's starting to slowly break down. And it's like, there's something great about letting go and being like, no, I need to trust my systems. Yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. You and I have to definitely sit down because <laughs> we're right on the same track. 
you know, it's, it's interesting. Neurologically, our brains are not a holding mechanism. They're not. They're a creation mechanism. And that's why we need these systems. And the problem is, is that the more you try to hold, the harder it is for your brain to create. Because it's like, I can either hold on to this, or we can think about something new. And, and it can't do both at the same time. And so really, when we talk about clarity, for me, I get clarity when I empty. When I empty and I put it in those structures, right? Wow. Um, and also the things that we create as human beings, like for example, dogs, which we yeah. make no mistake, created. We created dogs. They didn't exist before. And so when you look at a dog, people will say, are you looking at human beings, a reflection of human beings? I'm like, no. What you're looking at is what we need, mm -hmm. right? So are we like dogs? Are we completely loyal and like, no, we're not, right? We're <laughs> treacherous and we're like, you know, fickle. So we created dogs to give us what we needed. And similarly, computers are not a reflection of how our brain works. They're a reflection of how our brain doesn't work. So everything that your brain can't do well is what a computer does perfectly holding dates, setting reminders, you know, like doing massive calculations. And so I always say, like, lean into that. Like yeah. computers are, are the miss. It's like the opposite piece of the puzzle that just clicks right in where it's like, Hey, I can't remember dates. Perfect. That's why I have a calendar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why we shouldn't be afraid of AI either. AI is not generative. You know, um, it, it can help us in so many ways. And, you know, some of the things, the, the algorithms that we're building into entire task are for exactly that so that we don't have to do that, you know, the little stuff that, that we don't need to do. We can have the systems do it rather than we. And then we can do more fun stuff. So talking about fun stuff, power. Now, power, I know there are probably days when you have had a day, right? And you're just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? How do you find the power or the willpower to continue on, to go forward when things aren't going right? I mean, so one of my philosophies is I think we tend I don't know if this is a US thing or it's just a human thing, but I'm such a product of the United States that maybe I can't even tell the difference anymore. But I tend to think that we wanna look for that, that extreme that is perfectly right. And what I've learned to do is understand that in most major areas of life that are really important, what we're really seeking is a balance between two extremes that taken, taken by themselves would be idiotic. So for example, right? On one hand, absolute grit mm -hmm. is idiotic. Like yeah. being the kind of person who no matter whether you're sick or just not feeling it or feel spiritually sick that you just push through. And believe me, that's who I was. I was the guy who was just like, I'm going to push through no matter what, you know, and I gave myself so much credit for being, I'm, I'm sick. And people are like, why don't you go home and rest? I'm like, no, I'm here and I'm working. You know, it's like that, that was me, you know, like, and taken to that extreme, it's idiocy. It's lunacy. Right. And on the other hand, if we take the opposite stream of just being like, oh, I've got a little sniffle, I guess it can't work today, you know, then obviously there's no, so, so those two things exist in a tension where you're finding the efficient frontier of between those two sort of, ten, you know, uh, forces in tension. 
And so for me, I will say that, you know, I think about myself as like one of those people on the high wire, we'll mm -hmm. go too far one way, like compensating the other way. So there's, are there weeks or days? And I, I stole this from Caitlin Pyle, shout out Caitlin Pyle. She coined this term a BAM day. BAM stands for bare ass minimum. <laughs> the day when I'm just going to do the bare ass minimum. It's a BAM day. And man, I heard that and I thought, oh, that just epitomizes just some days when I look at my wife and I'm like, I'm sorry, like this is a BAM day. Like I just not feeling it. And, and yet there are moments when I, I recognize that life, my business, my vision is calling me forward despite a feeling, a temporary feeling of low energy or sometimes I've been, I've had moments when I've been like, had a, you know, food poisoning and I had to do a really important like speech. You know, there, there are moments that life calls you forward yeah. and, and to, to play hurt. To, to have to say, hey, you know what? I do have an injured knee, but I need to go play anyways, right? And so, you know, for me, in those moments when I have to play hurt, it's funny that you said, I forget how you phrased it, but it reminded me of, I, I switched the question. Mm -hmm. Because when I ask myself, how do I feel? The answer always comes back, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? I mean, it's like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, like I, I never gotten a good answer from how do I feel? Oh, I'm bored. You know, how do I feel? Oh, I don't know, frustrated. You know, when I ask myself a better question, which is yeah. what am I committed to? And so often when I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm like, oh God, I'm praying, God strike me down. I don't want to do this right now. I realize that I'm in such a it's such a selfish and self-centered place. Yeah. If I can ask a higher quality question, well, guess what? Now I ask, what do I, what am I committed to? I'm committed to my wife. I'm committed to my daughter. I'm committed to my community. And that will move me through. And then funny enough, 30 minutes later, I'm usually back. You're fine. I'm, I'm back. I'm fine. You know, um, because once I'm in the process and once I'm coaching and once I'm doing the things that I do, I'm fine. But I just get these moments of just like, you know, God strike me down. I don't want to do this. You know, and, and, and I feel like asking that higher quality question of like, what do I stand for? So I guess in short, it's a two-parter, right? One is I, I try to give myself the grace to have a day where I'm like, eh, it's a movie day. Let's go to the movie theater and like catch a matinee. And, and that's part of the lifestyle that I designed for myself as an entrepreneur to be able to have the grace in the space to do that. But also I, 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 that's intention with the moments when I say no. Demir, you can't do that. It's time. You need to ask yourself, you to what do you stand for and step into that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, similar, we were just talking about the coronavirus. I was down. I, I must have slept for like two weeks and I was basically down for about six weeks completely, but I kept working on this summit through the whole thing because I had started in February and I was committed to the date of the launch. And so those pockets, when my body was cooperating with me, I'm like, I'm just gonna work on a little bit. I'm just gonna work on a little bit, playing her, right? And uh, yeah, so, and what, what the virus has helped me with too, is paying more attention to my body and saying, okay, we need to stop. I'm here you. Okay. We need to just relax a little bit, slow down a little bit. And I think I've gotten better at that with age, but you asked 23 year old me, 23 year old me was working till two, three in the morning, right? 52 yeah. year old me is like, okay, 
like seven o'clock, we're, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Awesome. Awesome. And so now that we've covered clarity and power, how about follow through? What structures do you put in place or do you help your clients put in place to follow through now that you've got the clarity and the power and you're committed to doing something? What helps you follow through on? I mean, this is this is my lane, right? I mean, we're all about at Lifehack Method showing people how to embrace systems, embrace discipline. Mm-hmm. So rather than, I mean, once I get pulled down into that and you get me into a conversation about the tools, like I could go crazy, but uh, staying at the 5,000 foot view, yeah. I think the most helpful thing is that I'm what you call advanced lazy, mm-hmm. right? And advanced laziness is that I will work for 30 hours on something yeah. so that I don't have to work on it for one hour every week. Like I wanna, like I can show amazing resilience in getting something completely off my plate because I just am not the kind of person who wants to do a little bit every day. I'd rather do a lot once and then never have to do it again, right? Binge work. Like, (laughs) yeah, like if if I could, I, I I will lift mountains with a single like pinky if, if I believe that I, do, I won't have to do something that I don't want to do ever again. Right. Uh-huh. And so, for, so this makes me really good at um, systems creation mm-hmm. and, and SOPs, SOPs for those who don't know, stands for standard operating procedure. And so for me, I'm the kind of person who believes, and this is pretty contrary. A lot of business owners are told and want to believe that for the most vexing things in their business, they can hire somebody else to just, take that problem away from me. Mm -hmm. And my experience, and it's just mine, but I've seen it with my clients too, is that every single time I've tried to hire somebody to take a problem away from me who was an expert, they have done a terrible job. They totally stuffed it up. And like the final result was like, what? I mean, worst story of of our, (laughs) we we hired somebody who was like $25,000. We didn't want to do sales. So our story was like, I'm a coach. My wife is like really good at at, at this and I'm really good at this and I don't want to do sales and marketing. That's icky. And so we hired this $25,000 coach came recommended with like the most incredible bona fides, right? And we hired this person and their final product was laughable. I mean, it was the worst thing in the world. And I have to say, I look back on that with so much gratitude because it, I needed to spend $25,000 to learn the lesson that nobody's going to wash the toilets in your business. You need to do every single job in your business at least once. And so my philosophy is do it once, do it perfectly, it. System, like create a system for it and then get and it off and never it. do it again. Right. Yes. And, and the things that you have uncertainty about and lack of clarity those are exactly that your lack of clarity is what's holding the business back. And, mm-hmm. it, and when you go to a Facebook, like 99% of the things that we think we want done, you can learn on YouTube. So yeah. like for example, Facebook ads, everybody says, I don't know how, Oh my goodness, Facebook ads is so scary. How do I do Facebook ads? The truth is, is that you could go online, watch your tutorial and have your first Facebook ad up in like two hours. Yeah. Putting the ad up is not the problem. What's the hard part? The hard part is understanding who your client is understanding how to talk to them, creating ad copy that makes them want to click and then giving them a great opportunity. That's something that somebody else can't do for your business. You've got to do that. And when I finally got over that and recognized 
If a toilet needs to be cleaned in my business, guess who's doing it? I've got to do it, and I've got to make a video that says, here's exactly how to clean the toilet, and, and then I won't ever have to do it again. And so I have sort of what I call a positively pessimistic view, which is I don't think anybody's going to take any problems away from me. I assume that every problem that, that visits my business, I can get advice on it and counseling, but ultimately it's going to be me who has to do it. And I'm going to have to make the hard calls and I'm going to have to do it and then systematize it and get it off. And so what I've done is over the course of every single week, I'm doing SOPs every single month. I'm doing SOPs. I like to say I'm not doing everything every week, but over the course of the last five years, I've done everything and sort of defined exactly how I want to do it and then have moved it off or have, you know, yeah. ironed out all of the, the 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 sort of like rough edges of it so that at this point, yes, I only do one thing at a time, but I do it in such a way as it's giving me that acceleration and we can we can outsource it. So that's, to me, the follow through is all about focus on one thing at a time, you know, let one week just be, I, I, I'm an obsessive, so I was just get obsessed with one thing per week. Just be obsessed with one thing per week and then be systematic about moving that off your plate. And if you're creating one new system a week, one new system a week, one new system a week, two years later, you've got hundreds of systems operating for you in your business. And it's magnified because, you know, as, as a a growth master, right. I've worked with startups and they're helping them grow. It it's, it's just little things like that, but the compound the compound is is what makes such a huge difference. So those uh-huh. those little fifty two weeks could end up with a two three four hundred percent increase over two years, right? Or you, I, I always get people say, I don't have five hours to create an SOP. Here's another way to think about it: is everything that you touch gets one percent better. Yeah. If you bring that attitude of like, I'm not just going to do my taxes this year. Yeah. I'm going to do them in such a way as next year's taxes are at least 1% easier to do. Now you're thinking in a, in a sort of like leveraged way. Like how do I not just do something but make it easier for my future self? And when you just play that game again and again and again and again, you have that perspective, boy, there's nothing, nothing better than that. I mean, today I work, I used to work 80 hours a week when I was in finance day. I work no more than 35 hours a week and every single day in the middle of the day, I take a nap. I just finished my nap. Good, me, me, too. So me too. I'm a big nap. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all about napping. So, me too. <laughs> You know, to me, a lot of people are like, how can you, it's funny, when I started this, I had a mentor mm-hmm. for getting into the personal development space. And then I've been in this five years, about the three year mark, my mentor came back to me and said, I know this sounds weird, but I want you to mentor me because you guys have made so much progress in such a short amount of time. I need to understand what you guys are doing. Yeah. And a lot of people from the outside will say, you guys must be killing yourself. And it's like, no. It's that we won't take action if it's not leveraged. It's mm-hmm. all, I've always got to be doing something. The fantastic book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan presents the leveraging question of like, what is, what can you do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. And if you just literally, I, I always say I don't have a religion. I'm not particularly religious, but if I did, that would be it. That would be it. <laughs> I'm the religion of leverage. I, I, everything I do, I want to make it like 1% better. That's awesome. And that's probably why you are so good at what you do. So speaking of that, tell us what you, what gift you have for our attendees today. Yeah. So, you know, Life Hack Method is all about 
show because you guys aren't going to go out and put in the 10,000 hours to try to read every single productivity book and work every single system and try to like derive it down. That's what we're here for. We are really just like a pro sports team for productivity. Right. And so, you know, we, we have a community that's just saying like, Hey, we're going to teach you this stuff and we're going to support you to do it. So part of that is getting your morning routines in order. That's a big thing that a lot of people know they need to do. So what we're going to give away for free today is a morning and evening routines sort of roadmap so that you can start to look and use some of our techniques and tricks to dial in your morning routine. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to get that too. I I'm totally, (laughs) I'm like, I like this guy. (laughs) I'm going to go sign up for that. So down below your interview here, I'm going to post that so that people can grab that. So thank you so much, Demir, for coming on today. It's been a total pleasure. And it's interesting. I I never knew that you and I were really similar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please leave us a review. It really helps others to decide if they're going to listen to. This series has been all about clarity, power, and follow through. Entire Task can help you get clear with its vision board. It gives you the power to do what's most important with our algorithms and to chunk things down so it's easy to follow through. Check it out at entiretask.com.